This is the Alternative Edge, home of KBVU Podcasts. Hello, everybody. It's Austin West with a quick message here before we get into this week's episode. We are having some internet connectivity problems while we were recording, so it may seem like our responses are delayed between each other. It'll sound like I'm talking to myself a lot during the podcast as Lavelle's voice wouldn't be picked up over the internet. And then a lot of it ends up being just me by myself as Lavelle would lose his internet there for a while as well. But other than that, we've got some great content this week, so we hope you enjoy. Welcome back to Football Unfocused. I'm Austin West, joined by my co-host Lavelle Harris, the liar extraordinaire right now. Oh, Lavelle, say hello. we're lying now. <laughs> okay. Wait, can it hear? Can I even say hello? Wait, hello? Hello? There you go. Yeah, say hello to the fans, oh. not to me. Hello, Dummy. hello, hello, fans. Um, I don't know, my mic wasn't working, so. But hey, I don't know why he's calling me a liar. I definitely called. Definitely called yeah. it, but we're yeah. not gonna talk about it yet. We're not gonna talk about it yet. If you guys wanna, we'll get to it. We'll get no, to it. No, we're gonna talk about it right now. We're gonna talk right about now? it right now. We're going to. So JJ Watt over. I shouldn't say over the weekend. It was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, as we're recording this on Tuesday, Monday, JJ Watt announces from a source me. Um, that he is signing a two-year deal worth thirteen million with the Arizona Cardinals, and Lavelle believes he called it on okay. the last podcast. It's worth thirty-one million. Thirty-one. Oh my God, I miss. Yeah, dyslexia. And <laughs> I did call it because he was DeAndre. We were talking literally. I was like DeAndre. Um, said this on Instagram. I'm like, I think he's going to Cardinals. Last episode, we definitely, I definitely called it. See, I think he's, and in my opinion, I think he definitely said, yeah, DeAndre said, let's finish what we started. It could be a possibility, but he never says, I think he's going to the Cardinals. I think I, I did. Because he also, I think, agreed that he could go to the Browns as well. No. As a underdog one there. Yeah. I mean, so. I'll find it after the episode. And we're going to find it out. And I told him I, to find the receipts, so we'll see what it. happens there. Wow. And obviously, Vanda, the last time, uh, she thought he might go to the Browns, obviously didn't. And there was a big thing going on that morning uh, with the Peloton thing. Even I myself fell for it and retweeted it. But I mean, I'm just going to retweet anything that looks like news at this point uh, for J.J. Watt, as everyone's been mystically trying to decipher his tweets all of the offseason of his free agency whirlwind of a couple of weeks. Was it really that long? How long was it? Was he in free agent for what, two weeks? Or was it longer than that? Maybe it was two weeks. It probably was two weeks. It probably felt longer, but. Oh, yeah, because yeah. it doesn't. Now that you think back on it, it doesn't seem like it was very long at all. Yeah, at all. Because we talked. Okay, it had to have been longer than two weeks because obviously we missed last week. Um, yeah. Because yours truly was in quarantine for close contact to COVID. I think it was so three was, weeks. So, yeah, I think it was about a month, a little over a month. I think I want to say it started uh, first week of February because then we would have been talking about it. Then the second week of February, we had Vanda on. We talked about the Browns because he had kind of narrowed down his last three or so we thought his last yeah. three of Bills, Packers, Browns, and then a low ball fourth Steelers. Cardinals really weren't up there whatsoever in yeah. a lot of people's minds. I don't think they, they were, were th- probably a big choice at first anyways. No. Like, yeah, I, mean, 
for now, I don't think anyone would have thought, oh, he's going to go to Arizona with DeAndre Hopkins. Because, you know, they already have Chandler Jones. Uh, they got a pretty good defense over there. They figured, oh, he'd be okay there. He's going to go somewhere where they need, really need a defensive guy. Um, maybe something with some connections. But I had hoped he'd gone to Buffalo. I think that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. See J.J. Watt in a Buffalo Bills jersey. But, obviously, he didn't. Goes to the Cardinals. Um, Earlier that morning, going back to the Peloton story, uh, a person named K.J. Watt that everyone thought was J.J. Watt on Peloton uh, put in Super Bowl 56, Green Bay, Buffalo, and Cleveland on his... Yeah. Wait. Yeah, I said Green Bay. Green Bay, Buffalo, and... Um, Cleveland on their bio on Peloton had the picture of JJ Watt. So everyone was freaking out thinking, Oh, these are his, these are his three choices. These are his three choices. He's finaling it down. And honestly, those were pretty consistent with all reports that we had seen. So even I was like, okay, we'll retweet it. We'll give it, who do you think has the best odds? Obviously all of them had pretty terrible odds as a couple hours later, he signs with the Cardinals. Um, he releases that on Twitter, and so tough go around for Wisconsin fans. Yeah, uh, for cheering for Green Bay, hoping their homeboy would come home. Um, Steelers fans, real sad too. I'm sure um, that he's not going to reunite with his brothers. Um, but again, Cardinals not really an option that people thought would happen. And now I think the NFC is one of the best defensive divisions in the league. It just goes to show you, bro. Anything can happen, bro. Like, yeah. He can go exactly. anywhere. Like, he was literally, no one thought the Cardinals, they were like, maybe he goes because DeAndre's there, but I don't think anyone yeah. thought he would actually go. It was a it was a low ball. Oh, you know, DeAndre's there, so maybe, maybe they'll reconnect, you know. They play the Texans, too. So, I mean, there's a chance. Yeah. I, pr- I would probably think Vegas would give him, like, a plus 1,900 odds. Um, I just know those are really hard odds, um, over, yeah, it was much better odds to go to our other choices that we've been talking about than Arizona, which yeah. I think we've, we've stressed enough. And he um, also said he wanted to go to a playoff team. Yeah. And people were then like, Arizona didn't what? make the playoffs maybe, but they were eight and eight in the playoff. And then like, didn't I think they were, they were like, close. I think they're going to be better this year. They're definitely going to be better this year. I would hope first so. Year. First year. But I mean, they ball too. So is the 49ers that are going to be better this year? Heck no. I feel like the Rams might be better this year with Matthew Stafford. That's up for debate easily, I think, though. I think that would be. You think it would be better? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it will be close, but I think it might it might give them enough edge. Um, is, And then, of course, is this the Seattle. free agent signing of, like, the four? Um, No, I don't think so. I think we there's been sign. a couple other ones. I don't oh. think anyone else signed like a free agent because I think yeah, he's the like first free agency free agent. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. There might have been like lower guys that maybe we don't know about and don't always yeah. pop up as major news, like JJ Watt. Like if someone else was like, "Yeah, we're gonna sign this." Mo-. It's Monday. They're they're vibing at their house. They're like, you know, I think we're gonna put it through. We're gonna sign with this team today, mm-hmm. and then just as they're composing the tweet to tell everybody. J.J. Watt signs with the Cardinals and overshadows your entire day of what you were going to sign with, and now you're just old news, basically. No one really cares. Um, You might get a single... Yeah. You might get a single tweet from 
Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter uh, that consists of two lines, not even a picture. <laughs> um, maybe the team says something. Maybe they don't. I mean, it's tough to know sometimes when those smaller names get signed because, again, they don't always get as much media attention, and it's hard to keep up on all those other names that get signed. But yeah, as far as I know, he, he's definitely one of the first ones, I think. Yeah, Especially I, after just being released like a little over a month ago, we think is our timeline right now. So, I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good for J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt? I think um, it'll be interesting because they now have the number one and number two like pass rushers in the league. Yeah, like, like since like Jones. Yeah, Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt, one, number one and number two, um, respectively, in, I believe it was, was it QB pressures or was it just pressures in general? I think it was probably, I, I think it was, a, um, I think What's it was that? just their rating, like their, uh, their rating. Yeah, like okay. their defensive rating. Passer, pass passer rating. rating, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Okay. I know Chandler Jones was like at 97 and then. JJ was like 94. 92. I thought, oh, I don't know. Maybe. It was like, yeah, 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 somewhere around around there. They're both at least 90. Yeah, they're both (laughs) good. So we know that. They're both 90 (laughs) plus because they're number one and number two since like 2015, I think is what they had the year as. And so now the pass rushers in the NFC West are Chandler Jones, JJ Watt, Nick Bosa, um, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. And then Seattle's just kind of iffies and, you know. They got a couple guys. Jamal Adams, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we put him in the pass rusher now. <laughs> he's at this point. He basically is. He, like, he has so much sacks. He gets dummy sacks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he. I think he set a new NFL record for like QB pressures or QB sacks by a safety in a season yeah. last year. Like, oh my goodness, they send him on blitzes so many times. Which is good because he can't do much else, it seems like, out there. Like, my goodness. Dang, taking hey, shots at Jamal. I will take shots. And I'll take shots at the great Seahawks O-line because there's still the controversy. Does Russ want to leave? Or is the media just hyping this up beyond belief? I think Russ Because does. you think he wants out? If his man, like, he told his manager, he's like, bro, I'm trying to get out of here. Like. And like they I'm, need to fix this they either line. they need to fix the line or he leaving because I know he's gonna leave if they don't fix it. Yeah, exactly. And they've said Bears is like the top, like the top of his list Bears? is the Chicago Bears. No, my the gosh. Bears. That's where everyone Which, wants to go to the Bears. I think the Bears with, with Russell tight Wilson ends. is and their thirty playoff. tight ends might be. I think nasty, a, that's a playoff you know? team. <laughs> yeah. I think if Bro, they if they have Russ, I think the Bears become a playoff team. If their defense yeah. can hold up, I think they become a playoff team. Because then they Darnell then they Mooney actually throw and the ball, really. Allen Robinson, Mooney, exactly. Mooney was getting open, but Mitchell Trubisky could not hit him. Bro, he would kill That's people on saying. double moves. And I was like, bro, they were like, Mooney, one of the best route receivers in the league, but can't get the yeah. ball. To him, and I was like, bro, he's like 20 like, yards open. You see those he's clips, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is about to be amazing. Just break the dude. And then you just see yes. this ball sail 10 yards over his head. And you're like, oh what? my God, this guy's got it bad. <laughs> he is down bad, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know how you can keep your spirits up like that. Like, he is destroying the secondary of teams. I would have been and like, then just bro. 10 yards overthrown. And it's like, Oh, it's got to hurt. I would just show it's people the film. Hurt. I'd be like, look at me, bro. And look at the quarterback. Get me out of here. 
get me out of here. Yeah. I'm, I'm literally like oh Russell Wilson for Nick Foles and two first rounds. That's a trade offer right there. That's a trade offer right there. Yeah. Nick Foles in Seattle. Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh, dude. But the, he's also he, been people think he'd also go to the Raiders too, which has been a split opinion. Yeah. Have you seen that? Like people are like, oh, he could be a Raider. I see. Raider is a big pick. And I've Derek seen Carr, so many things. They still had yeah. Derek Carr though. Derek Carr's still a good QB. Like, I don't know. I've seen a I seen the picture was like yeah. with the Raiders. Nobody, it was like where Russell Wilson wants these people to be, just be like, imagining things all the time. Yeah, it looked like the Great Wall of China though. How car was being protected, it was crazy. The beautiful bro. pocket, had, like seven feet. Yes, yeah. bro. He literally. Had that's what no I was. That's what I was gonna bring up. That's exactly what I was gonna bring up. <laughs> yeah, that thing was crazy. I was like, yeah. okay, then the O line is pretty nasty. People are like, that. it was somebody who was like. People wonder why Russell Wilson would consider the Raiders. This is why. And it's a beautiful picture. Like, completely not looking at, like, yeah, how good the O-line is or anything, but just solely based on the, like, photo taking. It's a solid picture. It's yeah. a solid picture. The, the angle's pretty hurt. good. The lighting's exquisite. You know, sheesh. The inner digi in me has just got to appreciate the photo yeah. itself. <laughs> it was really good. I mean, yeah, yeah Great cool. Wall of China is an understatement almost for that picture. I mean, a great <laughs> O-line. And then I, people just tend to throw Derek Carr under the bus. Like he hasn't Derek, been, like, I mean, at least Derek, good. If people said good. Derek Carr could be the guy to look for in San Francisco, it's like he's been good. What? He's an above-average quarterback. Yeah. Slightly above think. average. I won't give him, like, an extreme amount above average, but he's better than average. Like, I don't think Oakland needs him. He's been he's, he's had it hard. He, like he his receivers haven't been amazing. Yeah. Whoa. Who hmm. Carr? Interesting. You think he needs Oakland, but Oakland doesn't need him for Carr? Yeah. 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 Is that what, what you're Carr's a, yeah, yeah, Carr's could interesting. Could be they, they need more defense than anything, I think. They already they've been drafting offense. Their offense yeah, is good. Yeah, I agree. Their defense needs help. Like yeah. they can't stop no one. What's the point of ever going since getting rid of Khalil Mack? <laughs> yeah, they can't right, stop. Right, exactly. No kidding. <laughs> like you, people After, just I think, think there was something. No, you gotta be able to stop someone to win the game at least. Like if you can't stop Mahomes, what's the point? Well, they beat Mahomes, so yeah, they, they beat lost. Once. I think they so, lost yeah, one. Didn't they? That. Yeah, I think they yeah. were one and one against the Chiefs we beat the last Chiefs. year. Yeah, yeah, we know, buddy. Okay, not last year though. <laughs> Two years ago. Uh, no, we beat them last, beat year. last year. You sure? No, oh, okay. Not with the starters. So not with the starters. Okay, okay, not with the starters. Got it. Okay, calm down there, bud. Like, <laughs> you always blow leads. That's like the Chargers thing. Like them and the Falcons. Nice. The Falcons is the most interesting ways to lose. You guys just blow leads. That's what you guys do. Best fan bases? I don't know. Buffalo Bills, best fan base. That's all I have to say. I'll stand by that 
to my grave. Bill's best fan base. Some fan control full. I haven't been able to watch like a bunch, but I've been able to watch some clips. Johnny Manziel's making fools out of almost everybody out there <laughs> when he runs like. It is. They're so good, too. It is. It's amazing. And then did you see who the Zapper signed? Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon is going to the fan-controlled football league. Uh, Manziel and Gordon? Sheesh, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is he? The Glacier Boys? Well, the scores this weekend from the last games, the Zappers won 34-30 to over the Wild Aces. And let me double-check the other... Oh, my gosh, I can't spell. The other scores here, because I got to pull that up. Oh, can't spell. Nice. There it is. Anyways, gosh, I'm trying to find these scores, and I just can't spell Glacier Boys for the life of me. Yeah. I forget what the overtime rule is for FCF. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm not finding the score for Glacier Boys as at half. I found the halftime score 16 to 14, but like no final score. Like, come on, guys. Should have tried to find it. They might have lost. I'm not going to lie. See, because they were playing Marshawn's team, so Richard Sherman and Marshawn were tweeting at each other the whole time. The entire time they were doing that. Um, Yeah, so the Beasts ended up winning. Um, No, they played the Glacier Boys. Beasts beat the Glacier Boys 28-22. to There we go. There we go. I found a final score. Jeez. Anywho, but... It has been a lot of fun to watch the clips from fan control football. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Last week, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That was the scores I was just saying. It was Elite 30. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you see what Shannon Sharp was saying about Johnny Manziel this week, though? It might have been last week. Or was it week two he was saying it? I don't remember because I saw the clip on Instagram a day or two ago. But, yeah. So I think, so Shannon Sharp, I saw, um, he was talking about how Johnny Manziel is, like, an embarrassment and, like, he should be sorry. Like, the main thing was saying, like, do you realize people laugh at you? Like, that was Shannon Sharp's main point, like, Heisman winner, and then he goes from he goes for Heisman winner, goes into the NFL, and he's just not able to do anything. He's stuck to the party life for a really long time, and then he's just he falls out. He went into Canadian Football League, and then he went on to be I don't think he was in the XFL. Yeah, he wasn't in the XFL, and then now he's in the fan controlled football league, and. As I'm saying, this looks like Lavelle's internet may have cut out here while we're recording here in minute 20. So it might just be me for the rest of the podcast, to be honest. That's 
really unfortunate here because I really do miss Lavelle now. Um, because I know we had I was gonna always shoot a lot of stuff off him today because there was plenty of other free agents to talk about. Um, and then he brought up fan control football, and I'm obviously gonna talk about fan control football because, uh, like we said last episode, uh, fan control football is something brand new, something really interesting. Um, that if you get the chance to watch, you totally should. They're redrafting the players every week. And so it's a great thing to be able to watch. I mean, everybody loves having football now. D3 football is back as well. Um, so North Dakota State University, I'm going off topic already. I'm just moving into random things as I see if Lavelle can come back or not. But South Dakota State University, who has been winning for 20, no, 29 straight games, I believe it was, the longest streak in FCS uh, history, uh, they got that snapped over the weekend, um, so they're no longer the most winning. I believe it was a close game, too. I can't totally remember who they played because it's it's just lost to me. Or was it North Dakota State, not South? Did I say South Dakota State? Well, it was North Dakota State, I believe. Uh, yeah, as they've been winning for so, so, so long. And so... They played against Southern Illinois, and never mind, it was not close. Uh, as Southern Illinois unranked, North Dakota State was ranked number one, and so Southern Illinois wins thirty-eight to fourteen. Unbelievable, thirty-eight to fourteen over the number one ranked team, and they weren't even ranked. And again, North Dakota State has had the longest winning season, winning streak in FCS history. Um, they've been going. And so now the longest streak in college football, college football in general, all D1, belongs now to Alabama on their 14-game win streak, I believe it is. And so, I mean, of course, Alabama would have it, right? Nick Saban has just been leading them all over. They went to the national championship last year, had an undefeated season. And so, I mean, I think they're going to hold it for a while. I think Nick Saban's holding that for a while, unless, unless... Somebody comes out of nowhere next year, like Ohio State perhaps, but I'm not sure about their quarterback situation, as well as Clemson. Not totally sure about that guy. I think their quarterback situation should be okay in Clemson, so we'll see what happens there. So I think Clemson might have the best shot, or we get the random win from somebody else, say like Old Miss or LSU comes out of nowhere and just beats Alabama by like a score or something like that. But I think Nick Saban's going to hold on to that for a while. Again, one of the best coaches in college football so far. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't say so far. Uh, that we've seen probably the best in history as of right now uh to most people, I would say. I mean, I would probably say that for sure because again, well, I shouldn't say that. Biased opinion, I'm going to say Kirk Ferentz, obviously. Kirk Ferentz is the GOAT, obviously. Go Hawkeyes, of course. Um, but Nick Saban has been doing it for years. He's he's a real pro. He knows what he's doing. Um, well, back to NFL stuff because I like to talk about free agent stuff because the offseason is always, always very interesting. Um, first off, Alex Smith, the man, the myth, the legend himself, comeback player of the year, former starting quarterback of the Washington football team. And notice I say former there as it is come to everyone's attention that the Washington football team in the coming days 
will be planning on releasing him as not something everyone would expect. They may be rolling with Trevor Heineke now, which a very good young quarterback, or they may try to take one in the draft. Who knows? But this comes after uh, the quotes from Alex Smith on how the team treated his comeback. Uh, The exact quote was, when I decided to come back, I definitely threw a wrench in the team's plan. They didn't see it, didn't want me there, didn't want me to be a part of it, didn't want me to be on the team, the roster, didn't want to give me a chance. Mind you, it was a whole new regime. They came in. I'm like the leftovers, and I'm hurt, and I'm this liability. Heck no, they didn't want me there. Which, crazy, you would think. You would think Alex Smith, they're like, they probably, he's probably thinking they threw him under the bus. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, he makes it sound as if they said, we're throwing him under the bus. We don't expect him to come back. Don't even worry about him. He's just here. Um, he's just kind of that backup that we're never going to have to play. But then he came back from injury. He had to fight back. He earned a spot as a, the direct backup. Kyle Allen gets hurt, and Alex Smith comes in. I believe it was Kyle Allen that got hurt in front of him. I don't think Dwayne Haskins was in front of him at that point. Alex Smith comes in, makes his comeback, starts for most of the year. And then, of course, Taylor Heineke comes in later uh, towards the end, towards the playoffs, and does fairly well. And they're thinking they signed him, got him a little extension, Tyler Heineke a little extension. And so now it's looking like Alex Smith is on the out. And people are now saying, as they always do, because people like to hate on Jimmy Garoppolo with the 49ers, Alex Smith should go back to the 49ers. Maybe they sign him as their backup, which, again, wouldn't be bad. I don't mind that idea. Have Jimmy Garoppolo just over Alex Smith and have them working together. Alex Smith, obviously the veteran there, being able to guide Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe help him on his technique maybe get some deep throws down stuff like that I mean I wouldn't mind that sure it would hurt Nick Mullins a little bit maybe and CJ Beathard but they could also use that time to work with Alex Smith as well a guy who knows the game who's done fairly well in his career he was he was above I would say pretty decent when he was on the Chiefs um he was pretty he was pretty good when he was on the 49ers when he started Obviously, he's had that injury, so it's like a little bit more of a, he can't really run as much, he's not very mobile, but he's still a good quarterback, so I wouldn't mind him as a backup, because a lot of people are talking about 49ers, we're going to take a backup, which we're going to like, we're going to target like the big backups of the league, like Andy Dalton, um, now Gardner Minshew probably with Trevor Lawrence, Um, like those, I'm trying to think of those other big names that are backup quarterbacks. Uh, right now, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, that, I guess that that is up for debate among Dolphins teams and players. Um, obviously, as Tua hasn't been much, and I don't remember if I mentioned this last time, but Devontae Smith. There was a quote from him. They asked him, "Who's the better quarterback, Tua or Mac Jones?" Mac Jones being the quarterback they just won the championship with with him this year. Um, before they said the quote was said as. Before the question was even finished, Devontae Smith was saying Mac Jones 100%. Like he was, he's all in on Mac Jones. But people are like, oh, is he just trying to help his draft grade? Or is he like being 100% serious? He really didn't like Tua that much. 
but I mean, it wouldn't be a bad thing. I mean, we'll see. Mac Jones is fairly good. And so, yeah, we've just been able to, I'm again, this is the unfocused part. I went from talking about Alex Smith to 49ers backup quarterbacks who were targeting and then Tua versus Fitz and then Tua versus Mac Jones. And here we are back in college football. But I mean, free agency is a time where, like Lavelle said earlier in the episode, anything can happen. Things you wouldn't expect to happen can happen, such as just today, uh, the Dolphins, as we're talking about them, they released linebacker Kyle Van Noy, former uh, Patriots linebacker. Um, He signed to a four-year deal earlier last March. So just over a year ago, he had signed a four-year deal with the Dolphins, and now they're just getting rid of him. I believe they said it clears... 9 million in cap space or is it 90 I was weird I think it was something with a 9 I believe it was 9 or 90 million uh in cap space which is good because they've talked about the Dolphins making a run possibly at Sean Watson um again that's still up for debate if that happens Deshaun Watson's going to be a big one to watch and I want to talk about how I wish Lavelle was here for this because I know he'd love to put his input in on Deshaun Watson. Oh, he could be getting back. We might be getting him back. Maybe. Hopefully. So I'll hold off on Deshaun. I'll keep talking while he tries to. Oh, my gosh, he's back. Lavelle. Oh, he's and we lost him again. We lost him again. That was close. I saw him come in and then because we're using uh, we're using the website Zencaster. Well, I'll give a little background. Oh, he's back again. So I can see when he pops up, like his his profile or whatever pops up in our chat room or whatever, and I see the lights green, and so Lavelle should be able to hear me right now, and there he goes offline again. So I think it's just an internet connection thing, because he's coming, he's just coming back in and out. So hopefully we'll see. We'll hold off on Deshaun Watson because that's a very big deal, and I know he would like to put his opinion in on that. But other big free agents besides Deshaun Watson that we have um, this year, notable players, obviously Dak Prescott, Mitchell Trubisky, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, Jacoby Brissett. Those are the big quarterbacks right now. Um, Lavelle, can you hear me? Maybe as he's, his profile is popping up again. Lavelle? We'll see if he starts. Hey, he's yeah, back. He Welcome back, buddy. Yes, yes, yes. Hello. hello. Yes, we can hear you. <laughs> it's good to have you back. I've just been talking about some free agency stuff. My computer just, I was like, I'm going to do quick reset, quick reset. <laughs> quick reset. We are still recording. I'm just going to let you know I was that. like, I got to reset the whole thing, time. bro. I had to, bro. I was like, okay, this thing's, <laughs> this thing's messing. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, I messed up. Sorry, I messed up. Sorry, the internet's bad. It might be close because I can. Let's you're trying to cut out. So I want to get. So I saved this. You're good. Oh. You're good. <laughs> I saved important stuff just for yeah. you, though. You know what? Okay. The main thing, the main thing I wanted to bring up with you that I saved because I saw that you were rejoining. The recording, the Deshaun Watson news. Some people have said they don't feel, obviously, for those that don't know, um, 
Deshaun Watson's requesting a trade. Uh, he wants out of Houston, just like his buddies J.J. Watt and DeAndre Hopkins did. And some people do not feel bad for him. And I'll say this, because he signed the extension while Bill O'Brien was still the head coach, after they had traded DeAndre Hopkins, after Bill O'Brien had fake punted when they were up 24-0 on the Chiefs in the playoffs. So he knew that this wasn't going to be great for them going into this season, but then he signed the extension anyways, and then one year later, he's just not going to, he just doesn't want to, he's going to hold out and he wants to be traded. And of course, as soon as I finish that question, Laval's gone. As soon as I finish the question, Laval's gone. So he doesn't hear it at all. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, in my opinion, folks, because I am the only one that can give an opinion right now, so Lavelle's, I guess, just doesn't matter at this point. My opinion, I see both sides. Um, obviously, he did sign an extension after he kind of knew what was going on. I was kind of like, eh, this is looking a little weird. We just got rid of DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick. That's kind of crazy. But he's like, no, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign the extension. We're going to be okay. You know, um, I mean, it's, it, I don't remember how long the extension was, but you just, he just signed it last year. So, I mean, he had to have like ideas or like gears turning it, red flags, I should say. Red flags is a better way to put it. Red flags of what could happen going into this season, especially after seeing DeAndre Hopkins traded. Like, you got to know those things. And like, but he still signs the extension. And a year later, he's saying, I'm prepared to pay the fines. Uh, if I don't get traded to sit out and not play for the Texans. Some people really don't want to offer as much as they want to. I've seen analysts say, give the Texans two whole drafts. So that's every pick you have in the draft for two years. And just for Deshaun Watson, like that's a lot of picks and a lot of talent you're missing out on. Like, could you imagine someone getting, say, say Jacksonville had, no, I shouldn't say Jacksonville, because Jacksonville is like number one. They're, they got the first round picks. So they probably wouldn't say like, I believe second round pick, third, third pick, I shouldn't say round, third pick in the draft is the Miami Dolphins via Houston. Okay, so that one doesn't work. Okay, we'll go with, the Falcons. The Falcons are at number four. The Falcons are the fourth pick in the draft. Say the Falcons have traded this whole draft away. At this point, they are sort of possibly looking at a replacement for Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's getting up there in age. They're not trusting him as much. And they have talents such as Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, all of them sitting here in the draft Kyle Pitts even at tight end I mean but again we're going at quarterbacks because obviously they want they're thinking they're maybe thinking Matt Ryan replacement that we they can train him under and so they have traded away their whole draft they miss out on all that exceptional talent Trevor Lawrence is some could consider a generational talent um close to Mahomes and Deshaun Watson himself and they miss out on that if they try to they get to Sean Watson. Sean Watson's a little bit older, obviously, and he may not pan out the way they want. 
But if they get Deshaun Watson, maybe they would have spent that fourth round, that fourth pick on Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida, who is very, very good. Maybe they would have gotten Devontae Smith if Dolphins don't take him, mind you, because I think the Dolphins probably have a high chance of taking him at number three. But they could have missed out on him. They lose that fourth round pick to maybe say, hey, we had Deshaun Watson. We think we have the weapons with Julio and Calvin Ridley. We think we have a pretty good defense that we can bump back in the draft, say down to number eight through 10 and give it to someone who wants one of those big offensive talents. And then we can sit back, wait for those offensive talents to go. The pick comes to us. We get a big defensive guy because their defense hasn't been great. But you miss out on that whole draft. You're missing those crazy guys you get in the second round, maybe the third round. George Kittle, I believe, was a fifth-round pick, a fifth-rounder. Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick, 199 for gosh sakes. Everybody knows that story. Those are the kind of people you can miss out on if you get rid of a whole draft, which is just not the way to go. So, again, I see both sides here. Sean Watson, he knew what he was getting into when he signed the extension. He knew some of. He had inclinations, I'm sure, of what he was getting into when he signed that extension. But on the other hand, this team has fallen apart. The leadership has fallen apart between the relationship between Deshaun Watson and the leadership has fallen apart. Everything is gone, just flat out gone. Is There's nothing there that can be salvageable, almost, it seems like. And so it's really weighing the options um, for the GMs, the head coaches, everybody in that front office for the Texans. Um, obviously Sean Watson's and his agent. Well, I don't think Deshaun Watson's really working. I think it's his agent more working with the Texans. Cause I'm sure Deshaun Watson wants nothing to do with them at this point, but it's a lot of stuff that you can see both sides. A lot of stuff that has to go on during free agency again, which is what makes free agency so much fun. Um, just to round this out, I'll name some other free agents to look out for. Um, Running backs, we've got Aaron Jones, Kenyon Drake, Todd Gurley, Mark Ingram, Chris Carson, James White, Leonard Fournette, James Conner, and Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay's name hasn't been up much uh, for the Denver Broncos, but still a very good free agent. That could go cheap, I will say. Could go for on the cheaper side of running very good running backs. Undrafted as well. First un, one of the first undrafted, I believe, to rush for a thousand yards in a rookie season. Wide receivers, Allen Robinson. We talked about him earlier, if he's still on the Bears, if they trade for Russ. Chris Godwin, Kenny Galladay, Antonio Brown, Will Fuller, Marvin Jones, and Juju Smith. Schuster, Juju Smith-Schuster, I'll do the full name. Also, A.J. Green, T.Y. Hilton, Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, Zach Pascal, Nelson Aguilar, Sammy Watkins, and Tim Patrick. Tight end, Hunter Henry, Rob Gronkowski, I think the two options for Gronk are retirement or stay in Tampa, to be honest. Jared Cook, he'll probably be gone with Darren Waller taking over. Who knows? Gerald Everett with the Rams, I think he'll be re-signed. Johnny Smith, I think that's a tough go there with the Titans, I believe he's on the Titans. Robert Tanyan, standout star for the Packers this year, he might say. Jordan Reed's on the 49ers as George Kittle's backup. So that that's an interesting one to watch for sure, I think. Because he's he's a fairly good tight end, to be honest with you. He's a fairly good tight end. He's a big tight end. He's a big guy. He can make some good catches. He could be an under-the-radar one like Philip Lindsay. 
um, and then Trey Burton as well. Uh, O-line, which are big right now. Uh, lots of people wanting O-line. Brandon Sheriff, go Hawks. Um, from the Redskins, Joe Thune, uh, Trent Williams on the 49ers right now. Alex Mack, great, great O-lineman. David Andrews, Matt Skira, Taylor Moten, and Corey Lindsley. A D-line, Leonard Williams. I uh, can't pronounce the name. Nadum Kong Su. I'm awful at his name every time, so I just say Su. Um, Shelby Harris, Jonathan Hankins, Derek Wolf, Sheldon Rankins, Dalvin Tomlinson, Larry Ugenjanobi. I probably butchered that too. JJ Watt has already signed, so we figured that out. Shaq Barrett, Trey Hendrickson for the Saints. He was a standout this year as well. Melvin Ingram, Bud Dupree, Jadavian Clowney, Matt Judon, and Yannick Nagoku. Got some linebackers. Lonte David just played in the Super Bowl with the Bucks. Avery Williamson, Matt Milano, Anthony Walker, Patrick Onawasser, Nicholas Morrow, Eric Wilson, Reuben Foster. Reuben Foster's with the 49ers. He's a toss-up there. Um, he hasn't really played out to what people have thought so far. DBs, Justin Simmon, Patrick Peterson, part of that Cardinals defense that could be dangerous if he's re-signed. Richard Sherman, not likely he re-signs with the 49ers. He knows that. A lot of fans know that because, again, a lot of cap space. They're trying to free up. Marcus Williams, John Johnson, Marcus May, Troy Hill, and Xavier Rhodes. I'll be surprised if Xavier Rhodes really goes anywhere. He hasn't been great the last couple of years on the Vikings, but we'll see. We'll see. But those are the main, those are the real notable free agent names. I mean, obviously, there are many, many others, such as fullback Kyle Juszczyk. I hope we resign him on the 49ers because he is great. I love him as our fullback. It's wonderful. Um, but, yeah, plenty of names to look out for, plenty of things to watch. I mean, free agency is a great time of year. Now we don't have the combine, so we really got to focus more on free agency, um, those mock drafts that are coming out. Obviously, we'll touch on probably those more coming up in the next couple of weeks. But, I mean, a lot to look forward to. I mean, it'll be an interesting offseason. A lot, a lot of big names, as obviously I just read off. Uh, that could make a huge difference. I know the NFC West is going to be looking for a lot of O-linemen now with J.J. Watt coming over and Russ not happy with his O-line. I know the 49ers will try to re-sign Trent Williams because he was a big, big help on our O-line. So, I mean, for all your favorite teams, whatever team it may be, watch there. I'm sure there was at least one person on there that was from your team. I'm sure. I'm. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But there's a lot of names there, so I'm sure at least one. Nah, eh, maybe okay, maybe not one from every team, but darn close. Darn close, I would say. At least 50% of teams had one player on that list. I will stand by that. But a lot of things to look out for. I'm sure there's some lesser names I didn't say that are on your team that are free agents. And so if you really like to pay attention to your team, that is something to look forward to. And you can see how everything works, what kind of deals they make, how much money they're getting, how long they're there different things, bonuses, kind of stuff. A lot of interesting stuff you can do. Again, like Tom Brady had all his uh, fancy bonuses that ended up with like $28.3 million, uh, 28.3, uh, that he set up for when he signed with the Bucks. But again, I digress. Anyways, I think that'll do it here for us as Lavelle has not been able to come back after I asked the Deshaun Watson question. It really upsets me. I know he would have had strong opinions on that. We'll see how that middle part sounds as I was a little delayed. But it might not go in there, so we'll see. 
we will see, folks. But other than that, I think that'll do it here for this episode. So with that, we'll see you all next week. <laughs>